Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity and strategic positioning of over 6,000 of the UK's leading technology and digital businesses. Each month, our research team analyses dozens of results and corporate transactions in the UK tech sector. As well as delivering extensive company financial and transaction data, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers deep insight into the companies and technology peer groups we track. The aim of this show each month is to summarise the research and data on the Megabyte platform from the previous month, with a particular focus on the key themes around corporate activity and valuations. Of course, subscribers can access all of our underlying research and data on the Megabyte platform. The platform now has over 3,000 users across 250 subscribing organisations, including tech companies, banks, advisors, and private equity investors. If you think that the research and data that we, that we provide at Megabyte may be of use to you and your organization, you can now try our Newswire free for 30 days. Simply go to megabyte.com and click the Try Megabyte button to start your trial, and you can also request a platform demo. So here's a look at the key takeaways from this month's Megabyte CEO Barometer. After a stable month for share prices in the UK tech sector during October, things were even stronger during November and we saw high single-digit share price increases on average across software and ICT services. And also it was a pretty strong month for tech sector share prices in the US as well. And this was all driven by um, a, a rebound to some degree in the, the broader market. Valuations largely followed suit um, and we are seeing valuations broadly in the same range as they've been over the last few months, albeit now at the upper end of that range. And I'll talk through some of the detail of those valuations as we go through the show. In terms of deal uh, volumes during, uh, during November, uh, it was a solid month. We registered 95 deals on our database, which was flat on November 2021, which was still a very strong period for deals. So we're seeing overall robust deal volumes. Capital markets remains the weak point. We still haven't registered any IPOs on our database this year, um, but it does look like we are going to get one small one before the end of the year. So, um, so it won't be a complete buy year for IPOs, but I think that's really scant, uh, scant comfort for, for those involved in the capital markets. And we are also seeing some follow-on public offerings, another three during November, but very small. But I think just overall, we are seeing the early signs of some recovery in the capital markets. M&A deal volumes were actually up 10% year on year and broke out of the range of 40 to 50 that they've been in over the last few months, uh, reaching 54 during November. And um, the main driver for that was a really very strong month for uh, deal flow in ICT services and continuing strong deal flow in software. Conversely, it was a quieter month for deal flow in the uh, PE world. A um, couple of very busy months during September and October, much quieter with just three deals uh, during November uh, and none in software, interestingly. Uh, overall, it just feels like um, after many months of, of uh, resisting what feels like a much more difficult macro environment, it does now feel like there is a bit more caution coming into the PE market and we'll see how that goes over uh, the first few months of next year. Um, VC volumes, again, relatively robust, 35 deals uh, during uh, November, the flat on last year, uh, November last year. Of course, the big story in, in VC is more to do with the amounts raised. Uh, we saw just over 300 raised, 300 million raised in, in November, down significantly on last year, but broadly in line, slightly down, but broadly in line with what we've seen in, in the last few months. Um, and we are seeing a pretty vibrant market for pre-Series A, early stage deals, Series A, and Series B deals still, but just no real uh, late stage deals. There were no deals over 50 million um, in, in November, and we were seeing multiple deals every month over 100 million this time last year. So that's uh, that's where we're at in the VC market. You will have heard me, if you tuned in last month, talk about thinking about the trading outlook, 
talking about um, results, quarterly results from Amazon uh, and AWS and also Microsoft, particularly with Azure being um, a little bit weaker and, and, and talking about weakness in the outlook. I talked about that being the canary in the coal mine, uh, potentially for weaker enterprise tech spending. I can't point to any particular data points during November that would reinforce that, but our analysts talk to 40 or 50 companies every month about what they're up to and what their trading outlook is. And we're just seeing a, a, a bit more caution, nothing dramatic, uh, but a modest but definite uh, reduction in overall sentiment, I think, uh, when we're thinking about current trading, and I expect that to continue. So that's a quick canter through the key takeaways from this month's CEO barometer. Let's get on with the show. Turning first then to look at what happened in the capital markets during November. And uh, as I mentioned in, the, in my opening remarks, it was a pretty strong, it was a very strong month actually for share prices in both sides of the Atlantic, particularly in the UK. Uh, the megabyte universe of, of about 100, uh, 150, sorry, UK listed tech stocks was up 8% uh, during November, resulting in an EV EBITDA multiple up 6% to 15.1 times. Um, software uh, stocks uh, on average were up a similar amount, up 8%, and the EV EBITDA multiple there was up 7% to just over 17 times. So pretty solid recovery over the last few months in software valuations. Uh, ICT services, uh, um, share prices on average were up 10%, um, with a more modest 3% increase in the, uh, in the valuation there, EV EBITDA valuation to 10.5 times. Driving those increases uh, was more to do with macro than it was to do with micro, to be honest with you. The FTSE 250 was up 5%, and I think the markets generally are seeing a bit more of a uh, funds inflow, having seen massive outflows for the last few months. And there's a general sentiment around uh, more uh, stability, particularly in the political environment. In the US, the Nasdaq was up 5%, but actually the EV EBITDA multiple was broadly flat at four and a half times. And the BVP cloud index of 100 leading SaaS stocks, that was up 11%. So that's You'd expect that to outperform a rising market and underperform a falling market, and that was certainly the case during November. But interestingly, the EV sales multiple on those stocks was down from 7.4 to 6.4 times, despite the, um, despite the increase in the, uh, in the index value. Uh, and that's really because what we're seeing is uh, slightly mirroring what we see in the VC world with companies growing into their valuations. The average growth rate of these uh, stocks, the uh, BVP NASDAQ cloud index stocks, is still 29%. So they're growing rapidly. Um, so if their share prices are broadly flat, then the valuations will come down. And that's, I think, what we're starting to see in that index, growing into their valuations, if you like. Coming back to the UK, talking about valuations, sorry, talking about deal, deal volumes. Um, I'll talk about IPOs in a minute, but follow on public offerings, just three small ones to report during, uh, during November. North Code is raising 2.1 million, Eagle Eye raising 7 million, Intelligent Ultrasound raising 5.2 million. So we've seen three months now of a, a kind of steady flow of small follow on public offerings, uh, which really weren't there in the few months before that. So it is now possible to raise money um, on the markets again, albeit in relatively small numbers. And that has been proven to a degree with an IPO coming down the road, which we'll register on our database during December. First one this year, just made it in before the year end. Smartech 247 is an Irish business, IT managed services, managed security services business, 7 million revenue, around 1.3 million sterling of EBITDA, raising just 3.7 million uh, at a 37 million market cap. Uh, so not the biggest of IPOs to end the year with, um, but I think potentially a signpost to what we might see is a slightly more positive IPO market into 2023. 2023. But I will talk more about that in my January podcast where I'm going to be giving um, some predictions what I think will happen uh, during next year, both in terms of trading outlook and also corporate activity. But more of that later. So that's a quick roundup of what's happening in the capital markets. And we'll look next, as we always do, with what's happening in private equity where things were pretty quiet. 
So having seen a total of 12 deals in the PE world uh, across our database in October and sorry September and October, uh, there were just three deals registered in uh, in November. Um, two uh, two management buyouts, one secondary buyout, um, and all in ICT services. Interesting, no in software, which is which I think is the first time that's happened for quite a while. And just looking at the deals in a little bit more detail, um, Vodafone um, sold its uh, Vantage Towers business, its stake in the Vantage Towers business in Germany. So not technically a UK private equity deal, to be honest, but it's registered on our database. That was a chunky one, 12.4 billion uh, sold to uh, GIP and, and KKR. So all part of this big drama that's been going on at Vodafone with the CEO uh, leaving early this month and, um, and, and an ongoing, likely ongoing divestment program with Vodafone. So I'm not sure that really counts as UK PE activity, but bear with me on that. Um, two, two, um, two very clearly UK lower mid-market deals to talk about uh, in ICT services. Experience Group, this is an IT managed services business uh, that was acquired by Bowmark uh, in what we think was about a 25 to 30 million pound deal, 2.5 million of EBITDA um, for, for that business. And um, Halion, which is in our BPO segment on the day space in IT resourcing, 2020 capital, not actually announced, but we picked it up on Companies House, and we think that was about a 20 million deal. So two quite small deals in the ICT services sector. Um, so unless we get a, a rush of, of PE deals in, uh, in December, which I, doesn't feel like it's going to happen, uh, it feels like the year is what has been a very strong year for private equity activity in the UK tech sector, might end on something of a whimper rather than a bang, but we shall see. And I don't want to read too much into the data, Look, thinking a little bit further forward. I don't want to read too much into one month's data, um, but just talking to people in the um, in the industry, both in terms of uh, the companies we talk to, but also the private equity investors that we talk to. We have some 60 private equity customers for our, uh, for our research, uh, subscription research products. We talk to them regularly. And um, it just feels like people are now getting a little bit more cautious. Again, nothing dramatic. It uh, feels like people have sort of signed into the idea that there might be slower deal volumes last year, uh, next year, sorry, the exit, uh, the exit uh, kind of environment might be um, less uh, less strong uh, next year, and overall valuations will probably uh, will probably slip a little bit. And this um, this very big difference has been between capital markets valuations and private equity valuations, particularly in software, might start to narrow. But again, back to my predictions for next year. I'll talk about that in more detail next month in my January podcast. So quite a month for PE. Uh, let's think now about what's been happening in venture capital. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, actually pretty strong month for deal volumes in venture capital with 35 deals uh, that related to 36 in November last year, which was still a very strong period. So as ever, the deal volumes are strong in venture capital. It's the deal values that are weaker. Total amount raised was 321 million. That was down two thirds on the value uh, last year and down quite significantly on last month as well. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, some um, not wildly out of kilter with what we've seen in the sort of 300 to 500 million range over the last few months, and that feels like a sustainable level. I should mention that we haven't included in that the Matillion Series F, second Series F, weirdly, um, that they raised from Databricks. We cannot find a deal, uh, an amount raised in that anywhere, so not quite sure whether that was a big or a small deal, but uh, that would have been added to that 321 million. So solid. Uh, really all about Series A and Series B, and I'll talk a bit more about those deals in a second. We are now seeing the average uh, deal, deal, sorry, the average raise in venture capital back into that 10 to 20 million raise it was raise level it was back in 2019 pre-COVID, um, and it feels like it's set to remain there. We're not seeing any and not feeling like there's going to be any return to the mega deal anytime soon, particularly in the B2C, very high capex, um, you know, moonshot type investments. They seem to be gone for now, which some would argue is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, just looking at the, the range of deals we've seen, um, it was um, all software this time, no ICT services deals. And actually, interestingly, 
I mean, obviously VC is, is, is typically very heavily weighted towards software anyway, but we have seen a slowing of uh, the investment into fiber, which was a very strong feature of uh, earlier this year and last year. Um, and actually interesting that while I'm on that, just to mention that we've just published, my, my colleague Philip Kass um, has just published our quarterly FTTP report looking at all of the data and trends in the fiber market. And, and some interesting insights from Philip about what he thinks is going to happen next year um, in terms of some of the fallout from maybe some of the overinvestment we've seen in some areas in fibre and also likely uh, consolidation gathering pace during, uh, during next year. So if you're a subscriber and that's part of the market that you're interested in, I recommend you take a look at that. If you're not a subscriber, you know what to do. So getting back to the software deals, um, you know, uh, actually quite interestingly broad range of subsegments, uh, the deal flow uh, during November, five fintech deals, five in CRM, three in consumer, uh, five in healthcare, uh, sort of broadly government and healthcare, five in HCM and five in information management. And I'll talk about the information management bit in a minute because I think that's particularly interesting. Just picking out a couple of the larger deals during uh, during the month in consumer, we saw WeGift um, raising 26 million in a Series B. Uh, in fintech, traditional fintech, now traditional weirdly, um, Atom Bank raising 30 million, uh, further 30 million in growth capital. Um, in healthcare, Helios, which is a, a mental health platform, raising 14 million in a Series B. And I talked about, I said I'd talk a little bit more about information management. And again, not trying to do spoilers on my themes for next year, but it really does feel like AI um, is starting to come of age. And I do think that will be one of the big themes of next year. And we're seeing really quite substantial investment going into some really quite uh, large sums of money going to quite early stage AI companies in VC, which we put into our information management bucket in the Megabyte database. Um, just to mention a couple, V7 Labs raising uh, 28 million in a Series A round. The Applied AI company, 35 million in a seed round. So that's pretty serious money to be going to a seed round from quite some quite serious investors there as well. B0. Uh, 43 million Series B. So this, the, the chunkiest money at the moment, certainly in November, is going into this kind of part of the market. And I also mentioned Matillion as well, which is one of the big success stories. Um, uh, we've got it in our cybersecurity bucket, but it's really in data management. So it's not far away from these AI companies I've mentioned, if you look at that in the round. So really good money, significant smart money going into this part of the market, underlining that trend. So that's a quick look at the sort of the deal flow. In terms of the outlook, I, I think no big change really. I do still think it is possible for um, good quality companies, high quality companies to be raising chunk, ch reasonable chunks of money in VC um, uh, up to Series B. Beyond that, it gets a lot more challenging, but there are still those raises going on. Uh, certainly were a couple of months ago, but uh, primarily for um, later stage. Um, B2B software companies with a proven model and a proven ability to scale internationally. We are seeing some businesses that maybe raised big Series A's or Series B's last year on the basis of very rapid international expansion, perhaps coming back on some of that international expansion and uh, in, and raising their increasing their cash runway to a degree. But equally, I do I am aware of a couple of companies looking at very substantial raises. So it'll be very, very interesting to see how that plays out in the early part of next year. So that's a quick look at what's been happening in VC, and I will end the show, as I always do, uh, last but definitely not least, thinking about M&A and what's been going on there. So M&A activity was very vibrant during November, uh, 54 deals uh, during the month, uh, that broke out of that range, as I mentioned earlier, 40 to 50 we've seen the last few months and most of this year. Um, equal split of deal flow between software and ICT services, 27 deals each, and I think that ICT services deal flow is particularly interesting. That deal volume represented a 10% increase year on year, 
And um, that's the first time we've seen a meaningful increase year on year uh, this year. We've seen a couple of months where it's been up very slightly, but you know that that does sort of underline this view that M&A activity um, has uh, you know has reached a, a, a has reached a level uh, and is now starting to t tick up again. Or certainly in November, it's starting to tick up again. Uh, looking then uh, a bit more detail at some of the ICT services activity, what's been going on. Um, I, I, I mentioned it was a mega deal for deal volumes, but within that, there weren't there weren't really any mega deals. We're just seeing this sort of continuing increase in the number of consolidators that we talk to. We do a lot of M&A discovery work and increasing uh, CDD work for uh, corporates acquiring other corporates. And it just feels like there are more and more uh, companies uh, talking about doing multiple acquisitions in ICT services. But we saw uh, during December, just to mention uh, a couple, we saw four deals from uh, Babel, which is one of those companies that's getting particularly uh, pushed push particularly forward with its M&A strategy, but also f further deals from um, Firstcom, from Wireless Logic, from Node4, um, and, and, and a bunch of others besides. So I'm not going to focus on any particular deals because they were all relatively uh, relatively small, but I think that's kind of the point with ICT services. It's all about consolidation and building capability, uh, particularly in a, in a um, converged sense with um, building a converged and comprehensive offering for Chapter 2 of the cloud era. Um, and interestingly, on a broader point, it, um, uh, the, the, the M&A has been very heavily driven by software over the last couple of years and in turn very heavily uh, de dependent within that on some of the particularly heavy acquirers, the likes of Access, ClearCourse, Iris to a degree. But interestingly, those companies, particularly Access, I would highlight, are now, and I'll talk about Coins in a minute, a recent Access acquisition. But those businesses that have been doing very high volumes of M&A in the UK are still doing some of that, to be fair. But some of them are looking at uh, just responding to the size of their businesses and doing bigger deals, Access Coins being a great example of that, um, but also looking more internationally. And so I think you're seeing not, not a drop in software volumes, but, but, a, but a steadying in software volumes and a an increase in, in ICT services uh, M&A volumes. And as if to underline that point, just to, just to wrap up on ICT services, very interesting to see uh, SCC, Specialist Computer Centers, as was, joining the fray with a 450 million war chest, both to acquire for SCC and also the Rugby Family Investments as well. Um, they've got a lot of cash on their balance sheet and also feeling like they need to invest um, if, uh, you know, in M&A to, uh, to reshape their business to a degree to drive greater organic growth. We had a great conversation uh, with the management team there about that. So again, for subscribers, I recommend you have a read of our analysis on that because it's very interesting and it's going to be very interesting to see how SEC enters the fray um, in terms of M&A activity during 2023. Looking then briefly at software. Again, not, not, no particular notable deals. I'll talk about Access Coins, which technically is a December deal in a sec, but um, continual uh, consolidation in the areas we'd expect uh, within software and a really quite broad range of um, peer groups. But a couple, of, a couple of stories just to focus on. I thought uh, the NEC, the NEC um, software uh, announcement was interesting and not, not for good reasons from their perspective. Uh, this relates to a £64 million acquisition they made of Capita's Secure Solutions and Services business over a year ago now that has been uh, investigated by the um, uh, Markets uh, Authority. Competition and Markets Authority have now said that not only does NEC Software have to potentially sell some of the assets it acquired from Capita, but also potentially sell some of the assets um, that it already owned before that acquisition because of competition reasons. So definitely not the outcome that NEC Software, formerly Northgate in the UK, was looking for there, which is interesting. And our um, my colleague Lee Prout, who follows that part of the market for us, has um, has done some great speculations to who might buy those assets, both corporately and from a private equity perspective. So again, if you're a subscriber, I recommend you have a read of that if you're looking for deals in that part of the market. 
So to finish up then on software to talk about Access Group, not technically a November deal, but definitely worth talking about. This is the acquisition of coins, construction industry solutions, very long standing uh, sort of target, if you like, of, of some size, roughly 50 million a turnover in the back office ERP within the construction sector. Uh, about, uh, we think that deal could have been as much as 300 million. There was no deal value announced, but we think uh, sort of high, mid to high single digit uh, EV sales multiple is reasonable for that business. It's not very profitable, but Access will certainly make it profitable, I think, with their model. Um, and it underlines really what I was saying earlier about um, software M&A, that Access is now, uh, having done well over 100 acquisitions in the last decade, uh, is now looking at bigger deals, although we'll do some small infield deals, but it's also looking internationally as well. And I think that's a really interesting trend for next year and beyond, not just for Access, but for others. I think, funnily enough, having said all of that, Access having acquired coins and really gone big into a uh, the construction industry in the UK and internationally, I think we will see a whole bunch of smaller deals as they infill uh, that business. But that doesn't obviate the co the core point I'm trying to make. Interestingly, coins also has a big and growing presence, or a growing presence, and the US has been one of their big growth spots. It'll be interesting to see whether Access uses that. It's had no real interest in the US up till now. It'll be interesting to see whether they uh, that uh, the, the acquisition of coins changes their view on that. So that's a quick look at what's been going on in M&A, really robust activity in the M&A market, um, especially considering everything that's going on in the macro sense. Just to wrap up then um, and, and have a brief look at the outlook, I mean, I think we end the year really, um, I mean, you don't need me to tell you this, we end the year in a fundamentally different place to where we started. 2022 started with real kind of hope uh, that, that we were coming out of COVID and things were roaring away as they had been in 2021. Um, the Ukraine war and other aspects of the macro economy um, so have been really put paid to any of that optimism. We, I kind of think we find ourselves really in around the point of maximum uncertainty that you always tend to see um, in the early months of a recession. And I think that's going to play out, as I've said a few times in recent months, over the next few months. Um, I'm going to reserve um, any significant comments about the outlook for 2023 until next month. And I'm going to spend most of my podcast next month, as I've mentioned earlier, talking about what I think are the key themes, I believe will be the key themes for the trading outlook, um, technology spending patterns at a very high level, but also what that might mean um, more broadly for corporate activity and valuations as we go through 2023 um, and uh, beyond. So um, I'd love to um, see you and, and, and hope you tune into the January, uh, the January edition for that. Other than that, that's all uh, for this month and that's all for this year. Thank you very much for listening during 2022. What a year it's been. Another year, lots of ups, rather few, rather more downs than ups, sadly. Um, and I hope very much that you have a great Christmas and you all stay well. And I look forward to talking to you again in January. Thanks. Goodbye.